0: Today, on the Italian radio show, Leonardo da Vinci. Everything you wanted to know but were afraid to ask, including music, news, and food related to da Vinci. Go figure. All this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio bringing you the Italian radio show right here on the ABC News Radio Network. We uh, are so pleased to be broadcasting on a 1490 AM Palm Springs to the greater California area down here in Southern California. Wonderful, wonderful place. But we got affiliates picking up the signal all across the country, from Seattle down to Miami, down to, you know, uh Texas, up to Boston, so wherever you are, God bless you, welcome to our show. Uh, my name is Tony Lestella, I'm your host, and I got the lovely, the gorgeous Marcia Caputo from Vicenza sitting right here next to me, how you doing Marcia? Ciao,
1: ciao tutti,
0: ciao Tony. I like she has a different background than much, she does but this just, virtual stuff with her, and, and you know, my computer, I'm an old guy, my computer doesn't do that stuff. But and this
1: was my town, Vincenzo. That's
0: your town, That's actually Vicenza. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I know you are practically Swiss because you're way <laughs> up there in the mountains. You know, I mean, you're I got the Alps behind you, right? Right,
1: oh, right, you're right. Yes.
0: Well, it looks yes. very, very cool. We not have to go there sometime. In the one we'll go ski and have a good time. You know, great yep. hot toddies and so forth. You know. Yeah, we
1: can do that. Why not,
0: folks? You listen to us live uh, here if you're down in the greater Palm Springs area, uh, or in Southern California, mm-hmm. or in our, or at our various places around the country. But in case uh, you are not able to pick up our signal, you can always go to WCIR.biz. WCIR.biz, which is, of course, our website, the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz. And you can, you know, basically stream the show every Monday, 4 o'clock Pacific Time, live from there. Or you can listen to the show 24 7 in archives, okay? There's buttons up at the top of the page, whatever streaming it, if you listen to it right when we do the broadcast, get it live, or any time thereafter, we go up literally right after we finish the show, we put it up in our archive, it's there along with all the other past shows from the last six years, they're all up there, and so, you know, please share this with all your friends, your family, loved ones around the world, no matter where you are on the planet, you can hear West Coast Italian Radio. So we're going to get right into it today, Marcia. Our whole show right. today, this is all about Leonardo da Vinci. He's like one of your paisans because he's from Northern Italy too, right? The family Leonardo da Vinci. Of well, course. Oh I, I mean, but, he, he even yeah. has relatives. What he has, and we'll learn this later in the show with our guests. Mm-hmm. There's like 35 relatives of his that they've still identified that right. live somewhere around Florence, right? Right. That's what they say. Yes. Yes. So now I- how far, you're in Vincenza. How far is that from Florence?
1: Okay. I can explain like this way. I, because I did draw from Vincenza the there, it took me close to three hours. That's yes. That's yeah. bad. Bad. <laughs>
0: bad. That's like trying to go in rush hour from Manhattan to the Bronx. I mean, you know, you could nice, do that nice. in three hours. I mean, you're you know, it's
1: tiny. Come on.
0: You have to we'll do the double get the jersey. All right. <laughs> All right, so let's right get into our Italian news. Well, we always start our show with news from Italy. This right. stuff, folks, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, the news from Italy, like the facts are funnier than the fiction half the time, right? So we call this Un Pezzo di Italia, okay? A little bit of Italy here. Our uh, first story, now this is quite an interesting story here, Marzia. Mm. There was an Italian, th- th- this we actually got from um, from CBS News. The ABC News, I guess, picked it up, but they were the first ones to get the story. An Italian mafia fugitive was Mm -hmm. caught in the Dominican Republic by, because he was doing a YouTube cooking show and the police found him on YouTube doing the cooking show. Okay. So, you know, I mean, we all know about Stanley Tucci, the famous actor doing his popular Italian cooking show.
1: What happened to that fly low? You know what I mean?
0: Exactly, exactly. Okay. (laughs) These guys don't do that. This mafia guy, okay. He was arrested in the Dominican Republican after he had, someone had tipped off the police about his cooking show. Okay. He was seven years on the run. His name was Mark Farron Claude Biart, which does not sound like an Uh, Italian mafia name, but apparently he was Italian mafia guy. Okay. Uh, he was tracked out since through YouTube uh after his channel the story he was doing this cooking show with his wife apparently he loved Italian food so much okay and of course he's all tattooed up so you know it's the same guy because he has well, the same tattoos right okay? he just loves so
1: much his food so it's yeah. very
0: very inner he was very easy to identify. That he didn't do, wear any type of disguise that you know, to hit himself or disguise or change his mm-hmm. appearance or his body marks, okay? Now, they say he is a member of this notorious crime syndicate out of Italy called Nadraghetta. Have you heard Nadra It's a
1: type of mafia, yeah. Yes, yeah, so,
0: it's like a very, very uh, feared and powerful mafia. I guess they're powerful throughout all of Europe, but they originate in Calabria, yeah. Interestingly, that's where my family comes from. Don't get the wrong idea here, folks, because I know nothing about it other than what I'm reading. Yeah, I keep saying that. Okay, anyway, <laughs> um, but then that whole. Be careful, you
1: going to be caught because you that's where, that, anyway, that's you where
0: this, 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 this that it comes from, uh, mm-hmm. this, 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 syndicate. And I'm not quite sure where he, where he was located at, but apparently it sounds like he was allegedly trafficking, trafficking cocaine in the Netherlands. And that's when he, uh, he split the scene in 2014. He went to the Dominican Republic. He lived in a town, Boca Chica,
1: and apparently he was extradited to Italy. He was uh, missing his food. That's what happened. He was missing his food. They decided to do his because own. Missing his food, food. started doing his
0: own show. He couldn't do the low profile thing. You know, it's yeah. interesting you should say it because the guy, Back years ago, I remember reading in all the books about Frank Sinatra. Not that Frank was ever directly involved with the mafia, but of course he's saying at all the nightclubs and casinos that were all owned by these guys, and so he and, and, you know he, he had to get to know them through that connection there but there was that famous mafia guy Sam uh anyway, what it was he was the big mafia boss back in those days. I can't remember his name right off the bat um um but apparently, this guy, his whole thing was he had to keep a low profile. Mm-hmm. He made sure, like, all of his uh, capos and all of his lieutenants, all the guys, like, like that were under the him. they couldn't drive any big Cadillacs or Mercedes. They couldn't right. drive, like, you know, Fords and Chevys. They couldn't buy any big mansions and just live, like, in normal houses in the suburbs, right? And that's the way this guy avoided. For years, he was never arrested. He was, like, one of the only godfathers in the history of the world who was never arrested one of the guys in fact i think they based the movie the godfather off of right
2: mm-hmm. so there
0: you go if you put something on the cooking channel just remember you know you got to be very very careful because here's this guy he's thousands of miles away in the caribbean oh, the yeah. but his cooking gets him you know arrested and sent back to stand trial
1: help him give me some give him some advice what to do what to not do. You know what I mean? Forgets, exactly. Well, exactly. That's what
0: happened. Keep low profile. Okay. Yeah. So now we're gonna talk more about Leonardo da Vinci of course as we go through our program today. But um our next story, which comes to us from the independent, this actually was a couple years ago that came out. It's, it, it's it, there was a mystery about the world's most expensive expensive painting. The most expensive painting ever sold as to, you know, where it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first of all, the painting we're talking about, of course, is Salvatore Mundi, which, uh, you know, was supposedly painted by Leonardo da Vinci. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Of
0: course, there's even a lot of controversy now that's coming out about that, about the authenticity of the painting, about, you know, the subject matter. So, but that's all a whole other thing. Okay. But accordingly, Uh, the historians have always said Salvatore Mundi depicted Christ. And this was, this painting was sold. This was painted apparently by Da Vinci, but it was sold a couple of years ago, 2017, for $450 million. The most expensive painting ever sold on the planet, okay? 500 years after it had been painted by, you know, the master Da Vinci, okay? Um, but just as quickly as it had been sold, boom, it disappears. Okay? Nowhere to be found, okay? So the FBI, apparently, you know, they were tracking all this down. They identified, finally, the buyer as a Saudi prince uh, from Arabia, Badr bin Abdul, okay, who actually was acting for the crown prince, was Mohammed bin Salman, okay? So now they figured out the art news, they tracked it all down. Apparently, this very, very, you know, expensive a -a one-of-a-kind masterpiece, Salvatore Mundi is on this guy's boat. He has this big yacht that sits in the middle of the water of the Middle East, okay? I mean, that's pretty murky water there anyway. The the ship called the Serene, owned by the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, okay? And so, you know, why is this on the yacht? They're asking this guy. Apparently, it's he's just storing it there temporarily while he builds this big... Over there somewhere, they're going to build a big park it's going to be like the art Disneyland of the world. I mean, the super yacht is worth like $500 million. The picture's almost worth it, that much. picture's were like worth $445 million. So, you know, how do they keep this picture good? Because, you know, it's like it's out there in the seawater in the air. And the reply is, well, you know, when the Grand Prince says, when they bought the picture, it was like really in charge. It had to be all restored. It was in five different pieces. The surface had to be totally redone, repainted. So we figured, what harm could a little seawater do, huh? There you go, you know.
1: That is sad because you see something like that, I will never sell it. I will put in a museum, that history, that our past. It should not sell those paintings. I know, I know. What are you
0: going to do, though? You know I mean? It is what it is. All right, folks. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors with a lot more Italian radio. Don't go away. (laughs)
2: Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid 90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers! 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com.
1: Hey, this is Marcia from the Radio Italia Radio Show. And we are back. You're listening to ABC 1490, Palm Springs, California. You did very
0: good with that. See? She was all, I figured she was going to get all the numbers and stuff messed up, you know, because, you know. Can I ask the
1: rate now? Can I ask the rate? rate?
0: That's what she does. That's what she does. But, you know, what can I tell you? You did very, very good with that, Marcia. I'm extremely happy with you. you Okay.
1: So let's go to our, you know, segment of the recipe of the day.
0: The recipe, the food segment of the day.
1: Mm-hmm. My favorite part, is, food,
0: drink, what's drink. there not to like exactly. We're dying.
1: This time is a drink because I find it about, you know, today we talk about Leonardo da Vinci and yeah something that I said before is really beautiful to note about Leonardo da Vinci and why we know a lot about him because he wrote everything he was writing every his dream what he was eating so he kept
0: what well, you're saying he's kept the record and notebook and they have all these notebooks yeah right. obviously right. so right. Like what, so question. this is called what is this called in menu the Leonardo, Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci
1: his food menu? Well, yes, you have the food too, but I choose one thing, okay? Because this was really interesting. The one thing I find about him was l'acqua rosa di Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. Okay. And it's a drink that he used to love. It used to drink it when he was focusing, drawing, things like that. And tell
0: us the name of the drink again. L'acqua rosa.
1: L'acqua rosa is one word. Acqua rosa.
0: L'acqua rosa di Leonardo 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 da Vinci. uh, Like rose water, right?
1: You got oh, it. Okay, okay. Got it. Yeah, got exactly. It. Right. So, and, um, what happened with him, I'll tell you, the drink is really incredible. I want to try. I'm really curious to try this.
2: Yeah, anyway, yeah.
1: it's eight grams of sugar, two lemon. You need a juice of lemon, right? Mm-hmm. And then you need, uh, dried rose buds. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. So with that, you need even a um, hot cold, 90 degree of hot cold. You need that too. All right. Yeah, gotcha, okay. It was like that. So what you do, you put in the mix the one liter of water with the sugar, then you put the juice of lemon, then the four tablespoons of the rose buds. then the two tablespoon, tablespoon of rose water and one glass of uh, alcohol. And that's it. And you cover and leave to rest in a cool dark place for at least three hours. Yeah. That's all what it is to drink. And you used to drink all the time. So it's not like a limoncello kind of type. Instead, to be limoncello, it's made with a rose limoncello. makes sense? So you, with the alcohol, what alcohol?
0: Can, can we do, like, with, you know, our favorite here is Tito's them. vodka. Can we do Tito's vodka in it?
1: Why not? Try the vodka. Why not? It's really good, Tito. Let's try it. That would
0: be good, because Tito's vodka actually brings us this segment mm. of our cooking and our food. And, we, you know, we do so much. They do so much for us and for people around the country. Tito's Handmade Vodka from Austin, Texas. So we can make this with our La Rosa, the Leonardo da Vinci. Here we go.
1: Yeah. And when you think to have a poem or to write uh, ah. or to do it, you want to Refreshing. Refreshing. Exactly. So that was unique. I said, yeah, I want yeah, to. Yeah, that's a very
0: good. So, I mean, I could see this. So whenever, like, you know, Leonardo needed to be, like, you know, kicked in the head a little bit, like, yeah. to get something going, you know, this is what oh, he would do, you know?
1: In Adolka, they use Everclear, kind of really strong alcohol. But, right, you know, right. I think it would be much better with the vodka, with you know, a little bora.
0: It would, it would be very good with vodka. I wonder, I wonder what type of uh, alcohol back in those days. This is, that's a, that's
1: original, a you know. is. I'm thinking Everclear. That's the, the you know, the really high temperature. Or maybe
0: grappa. Maybe grappa too, because you know. They make that, cause if you think about it, grappa at the end of the season, it's yeah. very, very strong, you know, no, so,
1: uh. We did have a lot of grappa. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, you know,
1: yeah. Like I say, try, have fun, try Vivolca, and let me know how it is. So.
0: All right. Well, folks, there you go. You got your recipe of the day. Lacra Rosa, the Leonardo no. da Vinci. Yes,
1: I right, Aqua Rosa.
0: We have a little L in front of it. Lacra Rosa.
1: Yeah, but you don't hear You say Aqua Rosa. Oh,
0: I see. Aqua Rosa. That again. Which is the rose water. Try a little Tito's in it. You can't go wrong. Uh, salute. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we're going to make sure that we do some of this. And our next, next spritz, we get together.
1: Mm hmm. Sound good.
0: So, Marcia, you know, you've chosen a really interesting artist of the week for us, mm-hmm. um, you know, which kind of, kind of fits our whole theme of the show here. Um, you, the first of all, we tell you about the art, artist whose name is Georgia. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's actually a very, very beautiful gal. Um, and I have never it, heard, heard of her before. Tell us who this Georgia gal is.
1: Um, he came famous when I was in Saremo time. Okay. He made yeah. a song. He sing with Lara, uh, uh, singer together too. He did that too. I think we even heard from a one time. Um, but, uh, what I say, classic Italian music. That's yeah, yeah. So
0: she became famous at San Remo Festival. Mm-hmm. That's so right, she was boy. born in seventy one. So she would be roughly what, about forty, uh, the, 30, 40 about fifty years old right now. That, yeah, fifty years right. old. So. Um says so she is known for her soulful her soulful voice.
4: Mm-hmm. She has okay. a wide
0: uh-huh. vocal range. Where she can both build, and she has this great high voice capacity. She says she has four octaves in her voice. Wow! Now that's pretty. I
1: gotta you know. hear some song. Maybe one time I'm gonna find it for you, and which I love this song. I have to find that, it. but it's beautiful. How high she can go? It's unbelievable. And she's tiny. She's really petite, and when you see her singing, everybody like where that voice coming from? It's really unique. Um, but anyway, she made this song for this because uh, last year. In the, in Italy, come out the um, the movie of, uh, of I don't know if it's a movie or is a show about Leonardo da Vinci. Oh okay? really?
0: Oh yeah, yes. that's right. And it was called uh Ulysses or something like that.
1: Yes, yes. Now it's that's interesting. It was, Leonardo... why it was
0: called Ulysses. I wonder why would they call it Ulysses.
1: So I've been searched for that, but anyway, that's the one thing I see that he was helping to do the. um, I'll call it the music for the movie. You
0: know
1: what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds
0: uh, like her voice uh, is compared to, it says, Whitney Houston,
4: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: which people here would know, or in Italy to Mina, which I know is a amazing singer, very, very very popular in Italy. Uh, And also it looks like she has sold over 7 million records worldwide. She has 12 top ten albums. I mean, this gal, now, I've never heard of her, but boy, in terms of worldwide, you know, I I gotta get out more. I mean, you know, um, five number ones on the Italian shot, uh, Italian album chart, 24 right. top ten singles. I mean, the list goes on and on. And, of course, her success at the San Remo Festival. And most recently, the song that, she's, that we're going to play for you today is a song that's called Georgia, La Canzoni di Leonardo, La Canzoni yes. di Leonardo, the Very song, yes. uh, for Leonardo, for Leonardo yes. da Vinci. Um, and it's from a music video that you can actually watch on YouTube called Ulysses. Like well, I said, he's a beautiful girl and it's a really good video. So check, folks, check it out. And here, let's play a little bit of this song.
2: Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Door near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, titosvodka.com.
0: And we are back with more West coast Italian radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. You know, I got a great, great guest here with us today. Um, This guy has been a friend of mine. Jeez. I think I've known Joel for close to 25, maybe 30 years we wow. work for and many Italian events together, including Festa Italiana in Seattle. He's just a fantastic guy. But apart from that, he's a magnificent, absolutely incredible <laughs> Italian artist, a really first-rate Italian artist. Um, we have some of his artwork hanging in our house. My children have some of his artwork hanging in their house. Uh, he runs every year for Festa Italiana. He runs the the art gallery there with all the Italian artwork. So this is a perfect guy to have today as we talk about Leonardo da Vinci. Joel, Joel Patience, welcome to our show. Buonasera, come va? Va bene, va bene. And I might also add, you know, because you don't have a last name that sounds Italian, as I understand, you're Italian on your mother's side, right? Uh, in
4: in real time, mio nome è Pazienza. Pazienza. Ah, uh, Pazienza, I got gotcha. you. So that was uh, your name, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, family, the family is, is uh, based out of Bologna. And, uh-huh. and actually, it doesn't have to just be my name, but if you know the original spelling of your name, yeah, you can go up into your uh, browser, and you can type in the last name in English and then put the Italian spelling in Italy. And it comes up with the entire census, and we have six hundred core families. That's
3: that's wow, like four wow. generations
4: in Bologna alone. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's great.
0: Well, and I know a lot of people when they came to this country, you know, uh, our yes. ancestors, yes. they changed their names yes. and they took like you know just kind of like shorter versions of their names. But I
1: think it's now, easier. That's all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But getting into our main topic today, which, you know, you and I have had a lot of fun talking about this. Leonardo da Vinci, I mean, what a fantastic, fantastic, I mean, he probably is, an, in, in the opinion of most people, like the greatest artist, the greatest inventor, certainly one of the all-time geniuses that the world has ever known. And again, just to remind people, he was born, they don't know exactly, there's a debate whether it was April 14th, or April 15th 1452 uh in Florence Italy or in, in actually Catherine Caterina Catarin, Cat, yes Caterina which is uh close to Florence Italy um and there's actually in in Vinci right is that the name of the uh the province there Marcia Vinci yeah, guess where? Yeah. Da Vinci? So, yeah, so Leonardo of Da Vinci, Leonardo Da Vinci, you know, you can see where he got his name. He was actually born out of wedlock uh, to a guy who was a uh, notary, Piora Da Vinci, uh, and a peasant woman, Catarina, okay? Uh, so um, this, there you go. Now, Joel, let's talk about this. I mean, you know, th- here this guy is born... Uh, I know that he his his, his, he his his mother passed away when he was very young, mm-hmm. so he didn't have any other really brothers or sisters by her, but his father remarried a couple of times. He had a lot of other, I think he had something like 16 step-siblings, uh, you know, step-brothers, step-sisters, because, uh, you know, between his father's next two wives. But he, here's a guy that sounds like the family must have had some resources because when he was a kid... You know, he was getting a lot of opportunities there in Florence to uh, do different training and study with different things.
4: Yeah, his father actually uh, didn't like the idea that he was following art. He thought he could.
0: Huh. He thought he could yeah. do better. He thought he could. Sounds like my father was following music. You know.
4: Oh, oh exactly. no! You're going to be a musician.
0: Yeah. Oh, great. You're you know, the he, to death. His, I'm be supporting father, you in the next
4: 50 years. Yeah, his father took uh, every opportunity to talk him out of it. And uh, there you go. Huh?
0: <laughs> well, the interesting thing is, I mean, when you think of Leonardo da Vinci, you think of he's kind of like really represents what we would consider the Renaissance man. I mean, a guy who just seemed to be an expert and so many every, different areas I mean there was art there was invention there was science and it just kind of blows your mind he had kind of this almost superhuman intellect uh, and he gotcha. was also by the way considered to kind of be a rock star of his time I mean he was considered to be very handsome very desirable by you know by the masses you know as I understand yeah, you he, know. Took,
4: he took up the drums but he failed I thought they didn't learn. yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
4: So now, so, when he first started you know, out, Leonardo was actually a, a military designer. What's that? He yeah. was a military designer. And oh, that's, yeah, that's
0: right, because we talked about that on our last show, that he actually was the person who designed the uniforms for the Swiss Guard that guards that, the Pope. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah,
4: that's, yeah. That's just uh, the designer, sure, uh, the clothing, but he, he was a military designer in the aspect that he invented the tank.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. You know, and I remember, in fact, we're, 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 there, there are several things like the tank, uh, the parachute, even yep. he had even had designs for, you know, fly, for flight, like, you know, the, I mean, kind of a very rough idea of an airplane, you know,
1: because the one I have, a, well, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go. 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 Sorry. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, I have a model, a working model. He invented uh, what would have bec- become the helicopter called the aerial screw. And it's a big sheet of canvas that's uh, like a Kavatapi, no? So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, two, two guys running around, or you couldn't have a horse or mule doing it because they weigh too much. That's but this right. This thing that's was right. designed to grab the air and to pull it up. Wow, and I have a like working it, model. Like the, ver- the first helicopter. That. Yeah. Unbelievable. You, play, you played with that model before, my place? Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So now I know that when he was about age 14, he became a garzone, a studio boy, uh, for a very famous painter and sculptor in Florence at the time named Andrea del Ferrocchio. Okay? Uh, and uh, he was his apprentice until 17. Uh, then he basically broke out on his own. He, he learned everything... I mean, this guy taught him drafting, chemistry, uh, metallurgy, metalworking, plaster casting, leatherworking, mechanics, woodwork, drawing, painting, sculpturing, all this stuff that it was uh, like, you know, talk about a place where he went to get all the basic skills. And and when you think about this guy must have been quite a teacher. But of course, Leonardo was quite a student to absorb it all, you know?
4: One of the things that uh, backfired on Leonardo, uh, not only with this particular early instructor, but later on with his clients, the folks. Yeah, yeah. And he, he said it many times that his biggest downfall is they wouldn't let him cut up cadavers. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, probably. probably and it, probably if he had, he, we, we, we would be years ahead when it comes to modern medicine, you know. Right.
4: Yeah. yeah. He thought no. he thought it it was a great disservice to him as a painter and a sculptor, because he was able to examine the muscles and yeah exactly.
0: Muscles. And I know there's a, yeah. been a lot of stuff over the years about the the you know, the the accuracy of how he depicts uh, the muscles and the the various lengths between that. like you know various parts of the body <laughs> and stuff like that. Now I, it's his first real big break. After he finished his apprenticeship, came it looks like in 1478 when he was commissioned to paint the altarpiece at the chapel of Saint Bernadette in the uh, in the palace. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the chapel of Saint Bernard in the palace Vecchio, uh, and it was kind of his breaking away there from a, a Ver- a Verrocchio's studio to do his own thing. But of course, many people over the years have you know have kind of um re- presumed that he really uh got his backing by the Medici family I mean he got in really tight with the Medici family they were the wealthy powerful family at that time in in Milan that really opened doors for him at the highest levels throughout Europe I mean with the uh kings with the monarchs with the, with all the people in the church the papal I mean you know it's uh, so I mean, would you say that's accurate?
4: Yeah, it is. And he actually, you know, uh, left uh, Italy a couple of times, uh, in, and certainly the Florence area. Like many artists, uh, he just got, got ticked off with the politics of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He followed the, whatever the coin was at the time. <laughs>
1: Follow the lira doll.
0: Yeah. Now interestingly he only lived to be sixty seven years old. I mean he died
1: because he uh, traveled a lot. He was from Florence, yeah. Venice, that he died
0: in France. So he died in France, uh and he only lived to be sixty seven and he was buried at the church of Saint Florentine, which it sounds like that is in a place called uh Clue. Uh or now it's Clo Clou- uh, France. Yeah, I don't know. If I'm saying that right. Yeah, I about that. French.
1: French, no.
4: can you help him
0: out on his French?
1: There. No, yeah, i yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> The interesting thing is, he was never married, right? And he was never married. No.
1: Nope. Had Either, no children. He, you know. Neither he
0: nor yeah.
4: Mal, nobody knows that. But no, he he and Michelangelo both were unmarried. They were theoretically celibate. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That was my ch- either by choice or a bad first date
0: <laughs> but, te- but, but yeah exactly but te- but, te- but technically today they have identified 35 living relatives in Tuscany I mean these are people that while they're not his direct you know descendants they're like uh you know maybe he had cousins he had like we, we know a lot of step. step, step uh, brothers and sisters at the time but they're all living around Florence I mean have you heard that because that's kind of up by where you live uh, you're in northern Italy your family in Vincenzo Marzia. so have you heard that 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 uh, you know it's like is
1: a, did... town and say hey you're the Vinci yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I, mean? I don't know <laughs> I believe what you're saying right now you know because like I say he has 16 brothers you talked about before I'm sure right right daughters. right
3: somebody
1: kids they made and the name on. but I'm sure it's not from him though that's what I get. yeah yeah this bloodline you know what I mean? him
4: yeah you get 16 italian guys lined up and one of them's going to have a baby exactly <laughs> exactly that. all right so you
0: know we only we're, we only have a, a couple minutes left here i know that you know people can go online you can find this these places interestingly da vinci's art is is everywhere from milan Uh, to uh, Paris, to, uh, you know, there's even in in Russia, Washington, D.C., of course, the Vatican. I mean, it's located in many, many of the prominent cities all over the world. One point you had brought up earlier that I think is worth discussing here for at least the last minute or two of our our interview is how people often get Michelangelo and Da Vinci, you know, confused. And why is that?
4: Uh, Well, they they were rivals, and not in a friendly way. They made political statements against each other right in front of each other's faces. Wow! Wow! Yeah, they. Yeah, and it, and you got two artists, and they're kind of jealous, and one's getting a little more, you know, uh-huh. more money. Flowing yeah, right yeah. And that's yeah.
1: just the way. And they were. They
0: was. were essentially contemporaries, who you know basically were competing for work. Let's face it, you know.
1: Yeah, because with the same era when they come out. Yeah. Yeah. So and, you, and you
0: said they knew each other right yeah
4: oh yeah they 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 were rivals in public again you know each other at one point uh uh there was a discussion with a, a group of his uh, uh leonardo's supporters and uh some details about a painting and a sculpture came out and he noticed that Michelangelo was walking through the room at the same time. And he says, we'll just let him explain it. Cause he already knows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. So We're
4: going to have to
0: cut this short now, but it's been great having you on the show. Tell people where they can go. Cause you you yourself are such a fantastic artist. Where can Thank people you. go to find out about your artwork?
4: Well, I have a website. And that's uh, Joel Patience-Watercolors.com, and I'm also on LinkedIn. I am a member of the Italian Professionals. There are twelve thousand of them, and they invited me to join LinkedIn to start with.
0: That's fantastic. Well, folks, make sure you check that out because this is a, a, just a great honor to have Joel on the show, and uh, hopefully, you know, we have Fessi italiana this year back in Seattle. Uh, he'll be there with some of his art, plus the other art that he displays. This is Tony LaStella. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors with a lot more West Coast Italian radio. Don't go away.
2: Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito's Vodka.com. store near you.
0: Keeping with our Leonardo Da Vinci theme. Our song of the week, Mamma Mia, Que Vosapé, done in a little bit avant-garde style. Featuring yours truly, Tony La Stella, Accompanied by the fantastic guitarist, Vinny Frioli. Salute. <laughs>
3: Buona notte, se ne scende, paruschac i suoli che stacche. tu notti a che sento smania la voce. E te chiamo ciascun giorno, ma pelade stucchi amore. Tengo notte lindo a cuore. I'm sorry, 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 sorry, i fa sorry Tu am sorry i am sorry i am sorry i am non Mamma mia, devo oh, sapere Mamma mia, che taburà Come filo da vazzar Quando notte se ne scende La brusciacchis tua che sta Buona bella tu mamma E te chiamo side <Sings> giorno, ma pelate the You're
0: Well, Marzia, now you know it's time for us to do our Italian phrases, you know? Again, I pick all the quotes of Leonardo da Vinci. These are actual quotes that he said. Yeah. All right, that yeah. sounds pretty good. So I tell you what, why don't you do our phrases for us in Italian, and then, you know, I'll translate them for our listeners in English, all right?
1: All good, let's do it. All right. Quando camminerete sulla terra dopo aver volato, cielo perché là siete stati e là tornare.
0: So basically it says when you walk on the earth after flying, you look at the sky because you've been there and you will want to return.
1: That's, a that's
0: kind of a, that's really cool, isn't
1: it? Maybe you think when he was drawing the flying things, you know what I mean? That yeah, was... yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean that's something even you could think that the astronauts to this day must mm-hmm. think, well, like when you go up to the outer space or the moon or like you know these guys who do these. Uh, some of the pilots, you know, for the uh, military. All right, that's very cool. Let's do the next one.
1: Saper ascoltare significa possedere, oltre al proprio, il cervello degli altri.
0: Which translated means, knowing how to listen, means possessing an understanding of your brain, but others as well. Another great quote that non is kind of ageless, isn't it? Very,
1: very
0: no, good. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good one. All right.
1: Okay. Colui che più possiede è colui che più ha paura di perdere.
0: And this one, Tressley, is the one who has the most is also the one who has the most to lose. Man, this stuff is good. This guy wrote this stuff 500 years ago and look how appropriate it is today and how many people even today have stolen from some of these quotes. It's right? You know? exactly. All right to right, the next one
1: l'uomo passa la prima metà della sua vita a rovinarsi la salute e la seconda metà alla ricerca di guarire
0: translated man spends the first half of his life ruining his health and the second half in search of recovery
4: uh-huh. again.
0: Very, very apropos, something for all ages, certainly something for all our time here, isn't it, you know? I, mean, I know? I think of it how I abused my life. I am mean, still abusing my liver a lot with drinking, but, you know, everybody has to have a, a hobby, you know, but, uh,
1: yeah, exactly. The men, I think, speak about us, too, women, us, you know, all of right, us. Right, so I right. So I'm to stop. I have more because there were one more beautiful than the other one. So I have one more. Listen. All right, all right. Quando io crederò imparare a vivere e io imparerò a morire.
0: True learning to live you learn the best way to die. True learning is how you learn the best way to die. So it's kind of like you live your life fully and you, you know, yeah.
1: That's it.
0: All these are Leonardo da Vinci quotes. Great, great quotes.
1: And the last one.
0: The last one. Okay, one more.
1: Chi nega la ragione delle cose pubblica la sua ignoranza. I love this one.
0: Oh, this is a great one. Okay, translated. By denying the reason for everything, you demonstrate profound ignorance. There you go. That's All these are quotes by Leonardo da Vinci, made 500 years ago, still re- re- relevant today. And it sounds like a lot of these have been stolen by other people. So um, we're just going to get on a couple of events that are coming up here. You know, uh, we have so many events coming in the future that we we. Been announcing each week, but, uh, something that's coming up here in the next couple of months. May 15th, we have old school Italian at Angelo's Italian restaurant, uh, in Alhambra, California. Basically, you're start there at Angelo's. You're going to go restaurant to restaurant, comparing different Italian entrees at each restaurant and have, kind of like having it. a course at each of these Italian restaurants. It sounds like a blast. We have Sunday, June 6th. We have the Statuto Race, the 100th Statuto Race. This is in San Francisco uh, by the San Francisco Athletic Club. And it's a Make-A-Wish Greater Bay Area. Um, they're doing this. Uh, they're, they're the main partner in this to, uh, you know, raise money for children who have a critical illness to give them, you know, a life-changing wish. Wonderful, wonderful thing. Okay. Moving on, June 25th. Our friends up north, Portland, Festa Italiana in Portland, Oregon, at the Oaks Amusement Park. They've been celebrating their Festa Italiana since 1992. Uh, all kinds of American culture. I mean, I'm sorry, all kinds of Italian American culture in Portland. Everything from opera, the food, the all kinds of Italian music, dancing, cultural activities, food and wine, of course. Got to check it out. And then, you know, we'll have more events coming up later in the summer, ranging from San Jose up to Seattle, all the way out to Reno, LA, all this stuff coming up. So keep tuned every week. We're going to keep you hosted and here on the, on the, uh, keep you posted on our most current Italian events coming up here in the Western United States. And of course, Marci, we have our after hours show. This now is a show by subscription only, so you got to go to our website at wcir.biz. Make sure you click the little button there to subscribe to our after-hours show. This is a hoot, folks, because we do all the stuff that we do in our normal show, but we do a little more, shall I say, graphic description, being Italian from New York, a little more graphic description of each of the topics. Um, you know, we don't mince words. Of course, we don't have the FCC breathing down our necks, this is on the internet for 18 years of age and older so you know we basically call a spade a spade and it is what it is good but we have a lot of fun with it so okay. make sure you go there we call it italian radio after hours or Marcy. how do you say it in italy radio italiana Luce rossa radio italiana Luce rossa the red white italian radio show that should tell you a lot so we're going to tell you some really stuff if about today's show we tell you about how Leonardo da Vinci was a bad boy. He was the bad boy of Italy, right? The dark side of da Vinci. You got to check it out. Every week we're going to do the same type of thing. It's going to be a blast, okay? And, uh, you know, folks, we really appreciate you listening to us here. We love broadcasting out of uh, the ABC studio here, 1490 AM down in Palm Springs, and all our affiliates across the country who carry our signal. Thank you very much. God bless you all. We'll be back next week with a brand new show on West Coast Italian Radio. Ciao a tutti. Va bene.